want God to speak. <laughs> I don't want Matt to speak. I don't want Matt's opinions to come out. I don't want Matt's, um, you know, what, what he thinks would help you guys tonight. I don't. <laughs> I want God to share his love to you guys tonight. So let's pray for that. Um, let's pray for him to be here, to show up, um, and all of that great stuff. Um, God, we just come before you today, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. God, right now, we just stop. We just stop and we just slow down, God. Life is, life is full of, of speed and nonstop and sound. And, and God, right now, we just take a break. We just say thank you for this day. God, we just, we just stop and focus on you. We look to you. We turn. We reposition our hearts towards you, God. Because there's too many things that are happening in this world that will distract us, that will stop us from feeling the fullness of your fruit, God. The fruits of your spirit, which is love and joy and peace. God, I speak peace over everyone in this room tonight. God, that they will not leave this place the same way that they entered. God, the people that need peace tonight will not leave without peace because they will choose They will choose tonight to stand up and stand firm and stand fast because that's what you've told us to do. You didn't didn't say that I'm going to get you through life. Don't worry. I'll get you through life with no problems, no bumps, no, no scrapes. No, you said when trials and tribulations come, what do we do? You've told us to be strong and courageous because you're with us. And you've told us to equip ourselves with the whole armor of God and stand firm and stand fast on your word, on your promises. But God, we can't do that when our focus is not on you. So right now we turn our focus on you. And if you want to do that tonight, if you want to receive, if you want to choose to walk and to experience God's fruit, just repeat that. Repeat this after me. Say, God, right now I turn my heart to you. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about what happened last week. God, I am not worried about my future. My eyes are on you. My focus is on you. God, fill me tonight. I can't go another day without you. And I won't go another day without you. God, you've heard heard every heart that spoke tonight, God. I thank you, Lord, that you answer our prayers, that you hear our prayers. I thank you, God, that we can make our request made known unto you and then your peace. That's a promise. Is we allow, we have to choose to let your peace stand guard over our hearts and our minds through Jesus Christ. And I thank you for the ability to come before you, God. Unperfect, unclean. And God, for your love to be present for your love to be open, for your hands to be open wide to us. You don't tell us to fix things before we come to you, God. You tell us to be quick to run to you, quick to repentance, God. And I thank you that you receive us every day, every minute of the day. But God, I thank you that we focus on you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Wow, I didn't even know which way I was focusing after, or standing that way. Um, well, God's good, guys. Um, let me just say this before we before we get started into the word is is this week has probably been probably been one of one of the most tiring weeks not just for me but for a lot of people around me um just what i've seen um and then what i've felt is it's been a tiring week it's been a week that 
we feel like, oh my gosh, we can't get a break. <laughs> um, it, it might be a week for some of you guys that you feel like everyone in the world is trying to ask me for something, for help right now, and I, I'm working on getting myself together right now. Um, and I understand that feeling. And some of you guys, it might feel like I see all of these things happening and I want to do more. I want to be able to help more. I want to be able to give more. But I don't feel like I have anything to give right now. Um, it it might have been an amazing week. You might feel like you're on top of the world. You might feel like God has given you so much strength this week. You might feel that you are not lacking for anything. And that, that's important. That's important to feel that. It's so important to feel that. It's important to focus. What do we focus on? Do we focus on our feelings? Because if we focus on our feelings, we're walking by sight and we're not walking by faith. So that's what, that's what we want to encourage. That's what I want to encourage you tonight is, are you walking in what you feel? Or are you walking and standing on the promises that God has already given us in his word? Um, and if you don't have a Bible tonight... Um, do you have Bibles? If you don't have a Bible, raise your hand. If you want one, um, then Miles will definitely get you a Bible tonight. Um, but can everybody stand up for me real quick? We're going to do a little fun exercise. It's going to be fun. Don't worry. Very fun. You can hold it. Don't worry. I know. it. Okay, so what I want everybody to do, I want everybody to close your eyes. Nobody's moving around. Just close your eyes real quick. It'll be really fast. I want you guys to just take a deep breath. I want you to take multiple deep breaths. I want you to focus on how much God loves you. I want you to focus. Keep breathing deep. I want you to focus on how much he's done for you already. Because if he's here with us, if we've invited his spirit to be here, God, we invite your spirit to be right here. And if we know in the word that he's come in, he's come in before like a mighty rushing wind, then we are able to take deep breaths. We're able to, we're able to breathe in his goodness, his grace, his mercy. And I just want to encourage you guys to keep going. Breathe in deep. And release, release to God. Stuff that you can't hold on to. Stuff that you don't want to hold on to anymore. Release it to God. Because he doesn't want you to hold on to that. He doesn't want you to feel heavy and burdensome. Because he says in his word that my burdens are light and my yoke is easy. And if you're feeling something other than that, then God is not putting that on you. God doesn't put pressure on us. He calls us. He calls us by name. And the pressure we feel sometimes is us trying to put in our ideas. Trying to put in, well, God, let's do it this way. God, I'm not ready yet. I don't want to go yet. And so I want you to release. I want you to release and put down everything. Cast every care onto him because he cares for you. We're not just doing this for, it to, to, for us to just talk to a wall. We're literally talking to someone that loves us, that knows us by name, that knows the hairs on our head. He loves you guys unconditionally. That's the important thing that I'm hearing right now is some of you guys don't believe that God loves you unconditionally. Some of you guys don't believe that God has blessings for you, that God wants you to be successful, 
because of what you've done, because of what you did today or last week or what you're planning on doing in the future, you feel like God's love is not evident in your life. And that is not true. That is a lie. That is a lie from the enemy, and we will not believe that. We will believe the truth. And the truth is, is that nothing can separate you from God's love. I believe that. I believe that. At first, I didn't believe that. I said, God, no, I don't feel your love right now. And God says, no, nothing. the truth is, is nothing can separate you, Matt, from my love. So why aren't you feeling it? Why, aren't, why is my love not being expressed in your life? It's because I was holding on to things that, that God didn't give me. I was holding on to words that people spoke over me that God didn't speak on, over me. When God said that I was fearfully and wonderfully made, he has said that to every single one of you guys tonight, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he wants you to believe that every day, not just when you feel like you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He wants you to feel that every single day. He wants you to know that you were on his mind, that he was thinking about you before he made the world. Who's calling me? <laughs> Turn your phones on. <laughs> he, he, God, God wants you to know. God wants you to understand that he has good plans for you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans that I have for you. They're not plans of evil. They're plans of good. And in James, it says that every perfect and good gift comes from God, the Father of lights. He does not shift. He does not change. He doesn't change when we do something bad. His wrath is not poured out onto us anymore, but he does love to correct us. And people think that when God corrects them, there's pain involved. When God corrects them, there's a car wreck coming. When God corrects them, everything that they're trying to do is going to fail. But that is not the way God corrects us. And some of you guys need to know that and understand that, that God corrects us with love. He doesn't correct us the way our parents corrected us. He doesn't correct us the way sometimes our bad parents corrected us. He uses his word, and that's why I avoided reading God's word for so long, is because every time I read it, there was change that was, that was challenged to me, and I didn't want there, I didn't want to change. So tonight, he wants you to receive him as a good, good father. He doesn't want you to forget that. We thank you, God, for every heart that is here tonight. God, I pray over their families, Lord. No more stress. No more stress worrying about their families, God, because you tell us to make our requests made known. Then let your peace overwhelm us, over, overcome our thoughts. It should surpass our thoughts, whatever we can think of. God, I pray for sweet sleep over everyone tonight, Lord. God, you say that you give sweet sleep to the wise. So I thank you that we ask you for wisdom, God. But God, we don't ask you for wisdom just so we can have sweet sleep, Lord. We ask you for wisdom so that we can follow you better with 100%. Not 99%, God. You've been asking, you've been asking a lot of us in our room, including myself, to sacrifice some things, to lay some things down at your feet, Lord, that we don't want to let go of. You've been asking us for that, God. And I thank you, Lord, that we choose you, that we see the importance of choosing you, God. 
right now there's people that aren't listening to the words that I'm saying anymore, God. I thank you that you bring them back. I thank you that they're listening right now. I thank you that you show them the importance of giving their life to you. Show them the importance, God. It's not just about, oh, I don't want to sin anymore. It's not just about, oh, I want to make sure I get to heaven. No, it's about, God, how can we make an impact on this world, God? This world that has turned its back on you, God. How can we be a light and a salt to this world, God? God, I'm tired of seeing all of these people being killed. I'm tired of all of these people being sold into slavery and bondage still, God. I'm tired of seeing it. God, you are not happy about it. God, you say in your word that you have long suffering for this earth. That you're ready to come back, but you have long suffering, God. You are waiting, God, because you don't want anyone to perish. You do not want anyone to perish. You have called us all by name. You have predestined all of us to be your sons and your daughters, God. And I thank you that you use me, God, that you use us, God. But God, I have to be turned to you. I have to give my life to you, God. There's no gray area. There's no middle, God, with you. It's either we're all the way in or we're all the way out, God. And I want to be all the way in. I'm not going to settle for anything less. God, my life is not going to be a roller coaster of ups and downs and ups and downs to where I'm worn out. And I don't trust you anymore because my life isn't consistent, God. But God, you've asked us to be consistent with you, Father, so that all the blessings and promises that you've shared with us and given us can be evident in our life. That's how those promises are evident. That's how we have sweet sleep at night. That's how we feel your love, God. We get to experience your love. God, it takes faith. It takes believing and hoping in something we can't see all the time. It takes hoping in something we can't feel all the time. God, we want our relationship with you to be based on feelings. We want to be able to feel you all the time. But God, I don't feel you all the time. But I walk in joy all the time because I have faith. The faith that you've given me, not the faith that I can muster up on my own. God, that's a gift of your spirit is faith. And I thank you right now that you stir our faith, God. We need more faith. We need your faith, God, to be able to live in this earth that we're living in, to be able to focus on whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is a, a, a true God. We can't do that without your faith. God, I thank you that you are love. I love that about you, God, that you are love. And I thank you that you are abiding here with us and in us and through us if we allow you to, God. And we just pray all these things in your name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. You guys can sit down. Woo, woo-hoo. So hopefully you guys feel just a little better. Um, that wasn't... <laughs> That wasn't Matt's idea. Um, God just, God wants, God knows, God knows our needs and he knows our wants and he knows what we're going through. He knows. <laughs> and so the times where you feel like God doesn't see me, the times that you feel like God doesn't know what, we're, what I'm going through. I've been praying and praying and praying and I haven't seen any changes. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you've been praying and praying and praying, and you haven't seen any changes, what do you do? What do you do? Because sometimes what we do is we stop. 
Sometimes what we do is we go sit in the corner. Sometimes what we do is we begin to tell other people, well, I've been praying for this and nothing's happening. You think that helps somebody else? I don't think it does. So what do we do? What has God asked us to do? What has he asked us to do? How has he asked us to live? Because we all know how we ought to live. We know that. We know the difference between right and wrong. Some people go based on, and, and I know how this feels because I did this for so long. I went based on, do I feel a conviction about that? That's what I went based on. Every decision I made, do I feel a conviction about that? And <laughs> that's, a, that's a dangerous thing to do, in my opinion, for my life. Because I almost lost my life at least three times based on if I felt a conviction of what I was doing or not. My life should have been over. But because of God's mercy and because of God's grace, I'm still here. Because, because he loves me, I'm still here. Matt, what about the people that aren't here? Does God not love them? What about the people that have died? What about the people that I've lost in my family that trusted in God? Does God not love them? That's a question that nobody wants to talk about. That's a question that I wouldn't want to ask in front of you guys, more or less answer that question. But the way, and God's going to have to help me, but the way, that, the way that that works is God loves every single person. And when death comes, when we see somebody pass away that loves God and trusts God, not from old age in our sleep, oh, that was nice, thank you, God. You know, no, it's someone that's been praying. Thousands of people are praying for someone that has cancer. That just happened in my life. We were praying for someone that I love, that I care about, that had cancer. Everyone, I could, thousands of people were praying for this guy. And this guy was a man of God. And he ends up passing away, leaving a family. And I say, God, uh, what's going on? What's going on? Because that doesn't make sense to me. And it caused me, it caused me to stop crying out to God. It caused me to stop talking to God in this, in this direction. I was like, well, God, I don't understand, so I'm just done trusting in that part. In that department, I'm done trusting. And God said, no, <laughs> that's not the case. The, the case is not that I didn't answer the prayer. The case is not that, that, I, <laughs> that I wasn't there. Because the promise is that I'm with you wherever you go. That's the promise. And the goal of the enemy is for all the promises that God has given us, for us to mark one off. Oh, that promise, I didn't see that fulfilled. Let me mark off the next promise. And for that one, I said, God, why? And he said, Matt, do you know every detail of that person's life? He said, is, is that person's life our relationship? And I said, no, God. I said, but I still don't understand. And God, he, he has patience with me. I love God. He's so good. And I said, God, that's, no, that's, I don't know all the details, but there were people praying for him, and he still passed away. What's going on? <laughs> God said, God's like, could you hear every time that I spoke to that man? And I said, no, God. He said, could you hear every time that I told him to go to the doctor when he was younger? I was like, no, God. Could you hear every time that I said, wait, no, don't eat that. Let's try eating this for a little while. Hey, no, don't go there. Let's do this for a little while. God, Matt, do you know every detail of that person's life? And I said, no, God. He said, then you have no right. You have no right for your faith to be hindered towards me. You're allowed to ask God, you're allowed to ask God all kinds of questions, but you're not supposed to question God. You're not supposed to say, God, what did you do wrong? Because God doesn't do anything wrong. And if you don't believe that, 
then this is for you tonight. If you don't believe that God's a perfect God, if you don't believe that God's a just God, if you don't believe that God is a good God all the time, then this is for you tonight. Because he loves you guys and he wants you to know. He wants you to trust him. Some of you guys don't trust God with all of your heart. And that doesn't make him happy. Not saying it makes him angry, but it hurts his heart. He's jealous for our hearts. He wants literally all of our hearts to be connected to him. We've been given that opportunity. Why not take advantage of that? It says in the word that God receives, receives an inheritance when we come into his kingdom. When we come into fellowship and relationship with him. God, what? Why do you, how do you receive an inheritance when you get me? <laughs> like, what? And, and he just wants you guys to know just how valuable he sees you. He sees you with so much value and so much worth. So much work. So let's get into the word. Um, you guys can go to Romans. Um, let's go to Romans chapter 8, please. And I'm not going to be talking for that much longer. We have some ministry and some worship in a little bit. Romans chapter 8. And a lot of you guys know this. A lot of you guys know this scripture. You've heard of this scripture. Um, and, and I've read this scripture a million times. And when I was reading it this morning... Um, God was like, hey, I want you to talk about that. And I was like, God, what new am I supposed to say about that? <laughs> um, and, and so I'm excited to just share with you guys um, just stuff that he's put on my heart. Um, it says, in, it, starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be the sin offering so that he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind is covered, or sorry, the mind is governed by the flesh. Um, by the flesh is death. The mind that is governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. And God's already been speaking peace to you guys tonight. And so if you haven't been able to walk in peace, if you haven't been able to feel peace on the inside of your heart on a day-to-day -day basis, we all want consistency. We all look for consistency. There's so many of you guys that have had friendships in your life that were not consistent. You had friendships in your life where they were nice to you one day, but then the next day they acted like they didn't know you. And so God is wanting you guys to feel on a consistent basis his peace. And he wants you to feel alive. There's so many, I've been hearing, and <laughs> this, is just, this is just something new. Um, I've been hearing a lot because I'm in school this, this last month is I'm dead, I'm dead. But I, but I learned that that's not like they're really dead. I learned, that, I learned that it's like I just can't handle it or something like that. But when I would hear that, I'm like, no, you're alive. Like, say good things. But they just, they had to explain it to me that it's like, look, I'm not really dying. I'm just, you know. And so <laughs> we want to be, <laughs> we wanna be able to feel life um, on a consistent basis. Um, but it says, it says that um, in verse 8, those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, so everyone in this room, 
that, have re- that has received Jesus. You are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Whoa. But if, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. That's something that you guys need to hold on to, is that same spirit. Do not forget that. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Like what? You know how... You know how powerful that spirit has to be for it to raise someone from the dead? The same spirit lives on the inside of us. Why can't we have a good day? Why can't we choose to have a good day? The same spirit, guys. It's not, oh, man, oh, that spirit's not here today. (laughs) I hope I make it. No, it's I wake up in the morning and I say I'm crucified with Christ. So no longer I that live, but Christ that lives inside of me. And what does that mean to be crucified with Christ? That means that when Christ died on the cross, the sin and the death that overtook all of humanity, that had power over all of humanity, was broken. So if you want to be a part of that, crucify yourself with Christ. Receive what he's done for you. Believe on what he's done for you so that you can rise above sin and death. So that you can wake up in the morning and have the energy to even choose to have a good day. You don't pray, and I just want to encourage you guys in this, you don't pray so that you, (laughs) you don't pray when you have energy, okay? You don't pray, oh good, I got all this energy, let me pray now. No, you don't wake up in the morning and you say, well, I'm feeling like praying, let me pray. No, you wake up in the morning and you say, God, I need you. I need you. I cannot start this day without you. I cannot. And you keep praying. You allow God to renew your mind and to wash your mind by the reading of his word. Some of you guys wake up in the morning and pray, but you don't open this book. Or you wait for the app to say, here's the the verse of the day. Yay, thanks, God. Yeah, that was cool. Scriptures come to me. I love it. And I love that app. It's a great app. But are we seeking God? Are we seeking God? Are we choosing to open up our Bible and just seek him? Or are we letting the app tell us, okay, read this today. This is for you. <laughs> this, I, I just calculated it, okay? I'm the best app in the world. This is for you. And sometimes, I love it, though. I love it when people are like, oh, my gosh, I was going through this, and then the Bible app just popped up. The scripture was for me today. Yes! Like, I love that. I'm like, cool, but don't go based on that every day, please. Please don't. Please. <laughs> Because then you wake up in the morning and you're crying and you're going through this and you look at your app. Oh, God, you don't love me. This is not for me today. And then you just leave it alone. So I want you guys, I want you guys to open up your Bible and seek first the kingdom of God. What is that promise? We're talking about promises tonight. When we seek first the kingdom of God, everything, go for it, everything, everything. You're lacking nothing. Who wants to live a life where you are lacking nothing? Because God's already made that available for us. He's already made that available for me. Do I have all the money in the world? No. (laughs) No. But I'm lacking nothing. I am lacking nothing. I'm serious, guys. I am lacking nothing because I am confident. 
I am confident in what God has done for me. I'm confident that he loves every single one of you guys. No matter what you do, no matter what I do, I'm confident that he loves you. And I'm confident that he is pleased with you. Because if you go down the path where God's not pleased with me, how long does that path last? Where do you put yourself whenever you feel that? That's called shame. Who's ever felt shame before? <laughs> shame, is, shame, is something that, shame is something that we need to address quickly. That's the difference, okay? Quickly. Because the scripture says, be quick to run, be quick to repent, be quick, okay? And, and, if, and if one of the things that God hates is for someone to be quick to run into a bad decision, if that's a hate, let's do the opposite of that. Let's be quick to run into God, run to God. So when shame comes upon you, when you do something that you chose to do, that you knew that the spirit that God had placed, the voice of wisdom, and you guys want to sleep well tonight, so just listen to that voice from now on. But that voice of wisdom, and I'm speaking to myself, said no, no, no. And it's a still small voice, no. And we're like, uh, one more time. Uh, let, me just, let me just go do that. And then after we do it, it wasn't worth it. Everybody's felt that in their stomach. After they do it, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. The temporary happiness wasn't worth it. Even though the whole time before it, it's worth it. I have to do it. I'm not going to be okay if I don't do this, whatever it is. But afterwards, it wasn't worth it. Every time. Every time. So why do we go back into that? We'll go there in a second. But for the shame, feeling that it wasn't worth it, what I would do is I would put myself in time out. I'd say, God, <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm going to be over here. I'm going to read the Bible. Okay, God, you see me reading the Bible, right? Yeah, okay, let me, let me read through this. Let me pray a little more. And what I would do is I would put myself in time out. I wouldn't run to God. I would, I would say, okay, um, let me check a list of what I need to do to get back. That's religion. Not saying religion is bad because perfect religion is taking care of the orphans and the widows. A lot of people say, and, and we talked about that on Sunday, is that it's got a bad connotation. But it's not. Be religious, but just do it the right way. <laughs> do it the way that God says to do it. But whenever you're in shame and you feel like, all right, let me check off my list. Okay, I prayed. Cool. Uh, I read the Bible for a long time. Okay, I cried and I, I prayed to God. Okay, good. God, do you forgive me now? Please. I checked off all of this. Do you forgive me now? And God says, my forgiveness is already available to you. Why did you do all of this first? Why didn't you just run to me and repent? Why didn't you just run to me and say, God, I'm sorry. I know you love me. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be stuck in this anymore. So what happens? Why do we go back? Why? Why do we go back? And that's what Romans 8, what we're going to be reading, or what we're reading out of that, is living life by the Spirit. Why do we go back? It's because we're not living life by the Spirit. It's because we're living life by the spirit in the flesh and the spirit in the flesh and the spirit of... No, it says either live life by the spirit or live life by the flesh. If you want to do best of both worlds, it's not going to turn out the best. <laughs> it's not. It really won't. And I've done that. I did that for years. I tried to do the best of both worlds for two years, actually, straight. I was living two different lives. And that is one of the most tiring things in the world. It's the most tiring thing in the world to try to live two different lives to where everybody that looks at you sees, oh yeah, he's got it together. But on the inside, <laughs> there's literally a, a little tiny war going on against me and God. A war, it says that. It says that we become an enemy to God when we live according to our flesh. 
And I'm not here to say, I'm not here to tell you guys you're doing it all wrong. I'm not here to tell you guys that you can't make it. Okay, the flesh is too strong. I'm here to let you know that it's possible, that there's promises, that you are supported, that God holds you up with his righteous right hand. And he doesn't expect you to fulfill. When Jesus said, live holy because your father in heaven is holy, I'm like, wait, but, but Jesus, I can't do that. I cannot do that. And he said, I know. That's why I'm not leaving you alone. I'm leaving you with the spirit of truth, the comforter. And so I have to wake up every day and I have to say, God, I'm living life by the spirit today. I'm not living life by the flesh today. I'm living life by the spirit today. I'm choosing not to gratify the desires of the flesh. I know that those desires are going to come today because they come every single day. These desires keep coming back and it's getting on my nerves. It's so annoying when those desires come back. It really is. But how do you not get annoyed? How do you get excited? How do you count it all joy when you go through trials and tribulations? How? Is you keep your focus on God. You know that what you're going to be restored to, the glory that you're going to be restored to, has no comparison of what's going on on this earth. Has no comparison. Is that when you breathe your very last breath, you are going to be in God's presence. You're going to be there. I'm confident in that. You can go through all the, the, all the theology, all the, the theories of, okay, when you die, you're really going to go straight to heaven. Are you going to be asleep until you wake up? Are, you going to, are we going to heaven? Are we just going to hang out in space for a little bit until God makes a new earth? Are we, no, I'm standing on his word and on his promise where it says, absent from the body is present with the Lord. I'm standing on that, and I believe that. And it brings me so much hope. It brings me so much joy because I have the helmet of salvation. And a lot of you guys, and myself included, need to equip ourselves with the whole armor of God and really know what we're doing. The helmet of salvation. What is that? What is that? Go for it, Matthew. It does. And so the helmet of salvation, meaning that when we put that on, we know that we are saved. We know that we are on our way to heaven. We know that we are children of God. That's a, that's a helmet of salvation. It protects our mind. From the thoughts of the enemy that still come, that we still hear, but what are we doing? Are we using the word? Or are we just like, no, devil, no. I'm a child of God. Please leave me alone. He knows that already. Why would you tell him that? We need to use the word. Whenever the devil came to Jesus, he didn't say, the, he, the devil didn't come up to him and say, all right, all right, God, you ready? I know you're hungry. Make that into some bread. I know you're hungry. He didn't say, devil, I'm Jesus. Do you not know who I am? I'm Jesus. I'm the son of God. No, he didn't say that. He used the word every time, every time. And the cool part about that, what God showed me, is when Jesus used the word, the devil couldn't stay on that topic anymore. He had to move to a new topic. Because what does the word do? It cancels out everything that the devil has power. It removes his power. He can't do it. And the breastplate of righteousness, what does that do? It protects your heart. There's so many times where our heart has been broken. There's so many times where our heart feels so heavy. Like, God, I can't, I can't open myself up to anybody else anymore because every time I do, something happens. Somebody stabs me in the back. Somebody hurts me. But no, we have the breastplate of righteousness on. What does that mean? We can't wear the breastplate of righteousness if we haven't given our heart to God. So I want to encourage you guys to decide that tonight before you leave. Say, God, I'm going to give my heart to you because it's not safe anywhere else. And I know that when I give my heart to you, you're holding it and you're not going to let go of it. You're not going to put it down and be like, oh, wait, I'm busy. Hold on. I'll, I'll get your heart in a second. No, he's going to hold on to that. He's going to protect it. Give it to him. 
And the belt of truth, oh, that's my favorite one because when I don't have a belt on sometimes, depending on what pants I'm wearing, everything falls off. So then if we have the belt of truth, then how important that is. How important is a, is a belt to you when you have pants on that are too big? When we have a word from God that we cannot understand, when we will only know in part, we need that belt of truth to hold everything together. We need it. Because if I don't have the belt of truth on, then whenever I'm walking around and the devil tries to pants me, I'm like, oh, no. But I have the belt of truth on. That's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. He's going to try to pull on me. And I'm going to be like, ha, got my belt of truth on today. And so it's very important. And then after that, the gospel of shoes of peace. The shoes of peace. What does that mean? It means that when God leads us, we have peace. We say, yes, Lord. We don't say, well, God, did you not know that? You don't want me to go there. There's a hurricane over there, God. No, please, no. Like, those people are, you don't want me to talk to them, God. Please, no. You say, whoa, I have the shoes of the gospel of peace. So that means when God asks me, when God commands me to go and to share his love, I say, oh, yeah. You know, it's just it's peace. I love that feeling. And then the, the, the shield of faith, that's one of the ones, that's one of the ones that we don't use correctly. Let's just say that. For me, I had the shield of faith. I knew what the shield of faith was, but I didn't use it correctly. Okay, Matt, what do you mean by that? Is when I had the shield of faith, I had it like this, right? And I'm like, ha, ha. And I would, I would poke my head around and be like, sorry, devil, you can't, you can't touch me. Every fiery dart, that's what the shield of faith does. It quenches every fiery dart that tries to hit you, okay? So if that's true and I'm getting hit by darts, I'm like, all right, God, your shield of faith is not working for me right now. What's going on? I need a bigger shield of faith. But no, it, God is saying, God just showed me. He said, when you're holding the shield of faith, when you're holding the shield of faith, you need to be conscious that it's not based on your faith. A lot of times we're like, we're too tired to have faith in God right now. We're too tired to muster up enough faith to get through this. I'm too tired. I see people yawning. I understand, man. I understand. But God's saying it is not the faith that you make yourself. No, it's faith that I've given you and that you trust in. That's it. I'm like, oh, it's your faith? Cool. Okay, thanks. You know, it's something that God's given to you. And then the sword of the spirit, the word of God. We need to be using scriptures more. And I don't... I, I, I don't like saying what we need to do and what we don't need to do because people take that offensively. Don't tell me what I need to do. But this is something in the word. It's not Matt telling you what you need to do. It's something that God has cried out to us, not just in the Bible, but through so many people. This is not the first time that I'm hearing this, that you're hearing this. This is just a reminder because God loves us and he's never gonna stop reminding us. My parents, they said, I shouldn't have to tell you that again. Matt, I should not, Matt, there you go again. Didn't I just tell you that yesterday? Like literally. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I, just tell me again, please. Like, what did you say? But God's, God is so good. He does not grow impatient with us. We grow impatient with ourselves. So then we project that's how God's feeling about us. So are you projecting based on your feelings that that's how God sees you? Because we do that about how other people see us. So if Matt walks in and he doesn't give you a hug or a high five, then, oh, man, Matt doesn't like me today. No, it's just I'm sorry. I'm just going. I'm sorry. And if, if you need a hug, then I'll give you one before we leave. 
But it's just really important, guys, that we choose, that we choose, you can turn me down, I'm sorry, choose, we choose to live life by the Spirit and not by the flesh so that we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt we're set free. Who wants to be set free from everything that tries to hinder them and hold on to them? And if you want to be set free from that, understanding first that God is love, that God is good all the time, that God doesn't, God doesn't wake you up in the morning and say, all right, at 1030, Skylar's going to trip here. Okay, let me put that good. He's going to trip there. When he trips, he's going to either say a bad word. He's going to be like, all right, God, it's okay. Let me get up and keep going. That's not how God works. That is not what God does to us. It is not. And so many people believe. So many people believe that God puts all of these bad things in front of them to teach them a lesson. When the word says that, when the word talks about what we've taken out of context, the word says that consider it all joy when trials and tribulations come because it's the testing of our faith. Okay? That's where we get that idea that God is putting things in front of us to make us trip and fall. That's where we get it from. But what that scripture means is that being here on earth is going to test our faith. That's all that means. That is all it means. But then you have all the rest of the scriptures, all the rest of the Bible telling us, I'm here with you. You're not going to do it alone. You're strong. You're courageous because I'm with you. You're lacking nothing. Here's all the fruits of my spirit, by the way. You get to choose to have those. You don't have to pray for peace because you can say, God, if it's true that your spirit lives on the inside of me, then I have the fruits of that spirit already readily available on the inside of me so that I can say, peace, <laughs> I'm choosing to have peace. I'm choosing. You tell yourself, mind, I take every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Jesus Christ. That's a scripture we need to use more often, is when thoughts come into our heads, where are they coming from? Do we define ourselves based on the thoughts we have? Do you define yourself based on the thoughts you have? And if you do, then understand and be quick to take it into captivity and say, God, no, no, I'm not going to think that way. I'm not. And if it's hard for you not to think that way, if it's really easy for those thoughts to come, then stop filling up your mind. Stop watching what you've been watching. Stop talking how you've been talking. Stop listening to the music you've been listening to. Unless it brings glory to God. It doesn't have to be the coolest, the sickest beat. I'm not saying that's bad. But whenever we can't enjoy praise and worship, when we can't enjoy Christian music, and this is a subject nobody wants to talk about, but God wants to talk about it, I guess. But when we can't enjoy Christian music, when we can't enjoy, and this is the last thing and then we'll pray, when we can't enjoy the song Good, Good Father, yes, we've heard it a million times. Yes, it's played a million, all the time. But if we can't enjoy that, why? Why? Because it's repetitive, because it's, it's a song that we've all heard. We know he's a good father, but we don't act like it all the time. So then why? Why can't we enjoy that kind of music? And what God has shown me is he said, you cannot enjoy Christian music. You cannot enjoy all the music that brings me glory. All. I'm saying all the music that brings me glory. You can't enjoy that because of what else you're listening to. Because your idea of good music has been skewed. And that will not change until you get that out. And when he told me that, I said, oh, my goodness, let me stop listening to the twist. 
Okay, no. Oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, when he told me that, I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, really? And it's not, let's make the music cooler, right? It's not, let me just pick the coolest. It's how, how, God, how? And he said, get everything else out. Get everything else out. It's, it's skewing. It's desensitizing. It's changing your perception of things. And God wants us to have pure perceptions of who he is and what he does. He wants us to be pure in heart. And I'm done. I'm done. God's good. And so we're going we're gonna, to, are we good on time? We are? Okay. We're going to, before we break off into groups, um, I wanted Shakira, if you don't mind coming up real quick. Um, I, I want to give you guys an opportunity, and you can grab your guitar. Um, sorry, I didn't tell her what to do when she came up. I want to give you guys an opportunity to choose to live life by the Spirit. It's not just a choice you're going to make today. <laughs> a lot of people think that is, okay, cool, I can get to the point where I can choose this, you can start playing, where I can choose this and then everything's going to be good. No, it's a choice I have to make every single day. It's a choice I have to make to sacrifice things every single day. When something pops up in my heart that I'm excited to do, but God's like, wait, not, not yet, <laughs> not yet. And I'm like, God, it's going to bring you glory. And he said, whoa, whoa. Just hold on, hold on a second, Matt. So I have to choose. I wake up in the morning. I, I, I love this. This is something that God gave me is that I can wake up and have God days. Okay? Every day my goal is to have a God day. What does that mean? It means that God leads me to someone. God leads me into a situation where I can pray for somebody. God leads me into a situation where someone is lost spiritually and I can invite them into the kingdom of God. I love those days. My goal is to have those days every day. But I'm not perfect. Do I have those every day? No. But I have been constant in choosing to have those every day. Choosing to wake up and say, God, there's a lot of things to distract me today, but I want to keep my focus on you. A lot of you guys for the next week are going to do this. But after that week is over, you're going to stop. So I want to encourage you. Don't stop. Don't stop. Start tonight and don't stop. Don't. Don't quit. Don't give in. We are allowed to walk and not grow weary in well-doing. Why? Because he's with us. Because he's given us everything we need. Everything. A lot of times people say, I don't have what I need. <laughs> but if you just read the Bible long enough, oh my goodness, you find out that you have everything that you need. Everything. That means time's up for me. Yes, ma'am. No, you're good. So I want to give you guys the opportunity real quick. Um, Shakira's going to play. To choose a life of worship, a life of surrendering, everything. And if you want to make that choice, I want you to come up to the front row in just a second. And I just want to, I want to pray for you guys. Because God wants you to know that this choice is worth it. God wants you to know that this choice is not a scary choice. A lot of people may feel like, I don't think I can do that. God says, I know. That's why you need me. So just choose to be with God. 
choose to walk with Him.